0: Welcome to Candid Conversations with Dr. Zenobia. Join Dr. Zenobia every Thursday where she connects to her audience through lived experiences, give voice to unpopular opinions, and provide practical tips on how to navigate tough situations. Welcome to another episode of Candid Conversations with Dr. Zenobia. I am super excited about today's episode. Um, In season one, I talked about my co-parenting style or the lack thereof. And I was having a conversation with a friend and I thought it would be super great to hear his perspective on co-parenting. Um, I'm always down for a male perspective. I talk to a lot of women and, you know, sometimes we start sounding the same. So today I have the founder and president of For You, The Culture. For You, The Culture is a nonprofit organization designed to create positive role models, experiences, and support for the African-American community. Derek Boyd is a Peoria native and the oldest of three brothers. He holds an associate's degree in general education. He has a bachelor's degree in psychology. He has two master's degrees, one in sports psychology and one in counseling psychology. And he is currently in, in a doctoral program in counseling psychology at Indiana University. Derek enjoys working with youth, mentoring, and making an impact on others to highlight their values. He is a father of one daughter. So thank you, Derek.
1: Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: thank you for coming on. I'm excited. I want the people to hear what you have to say.
1: I'm excited, okay. too. <coughs> <Go ahead. laughs>
0: but I also want people to know, you are my fam. He is <laughs> a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And y'all, Founders Day is, about, is slowly approaching, so... Mm-hmm. I, I have to say that.
1: Um,
0: so, here. Yeah, like, how you feeling about
1: this? How I'm feeling about this topic? Yeah, I'm comfortable. Like it is. I'm I'm good. I feel like I I'm pretty solid of like my approach to to co parenting. I, I think it's for me. It's really simple. I just make my kids center. So I feel I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable talking about this.
0: Okay, I want to start off with. How do you define
1: Um, co-parenting? Co-parenting. I I guess I would define co-parenting as two people in a partnership doing the best they can to provide for their kid, for their child. Okay. So it's a dual. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Relationship okay, so when I called you and asked you, I was like, Okay, this would be perfect. Like, because we talked about this topic, we talked about many Mm -hmm. things, Mm -hmm. and one of the things you said yes to it, but you also said, But my story is not normal. Mm -hmm. Like, could you elaborate on that?
1: Oh, oh, my story not being normal, yeah. I, I, I. I feel like I have, like, a very abnormal approach. Like, I think one thing uh, that has helped is counseling. Like, the fact that I see so many clients, and the majority of my clients are 90, you know, something percent women. Like, I do hear a lot of women perspective. And I think that's helped me in, like, my own life Um, just see a different aspect and a different side of women relating to just the things that they go through. So I think I have an advantage in that area of just being more um, like just sensitive and understanding to just like the things that women go through on a daily basis. And I feel like that's translated to my role in co-parenting, um, you know, trying to to co-parent and raise my daughter. Um, so I think that I like, I can easily get rid of like my own male ego and just like make my daughter center and just doing the best job I can to make it easy for my child's mother. Um, because being a single parent is um, being a single parent is tough. And when my daughter having her majority of the time, I would just want to do the best I can for my end to make it easier for her um i think it's a common thing that like there a, a lot of african-american people grow up in single parent households i'm not saying uh everyone but you know there's a big majority of us that grew up in single parent household i think we sometimes get isolated to our story but like i have the advantage of listening to a lot of different women hearing their perspectives and it's, i feel like i can easily be more empathetic because i've heard it throughout the uh, throughout the years in counseling
0: I think that's important to note as clinicians, like we are usually seen as the helper Mm
1: -hmm. and our
0: clients actually help us
1: too. Absolutely.
0: And that is profound. Like Mm -hmm. I I like that you said that. And it's encouraging too. Um and to be empathic in that in that position. Like I'm empathic to your story, but then I'm I'm transferring that to my own life. Like, wait. I may I may be doing a little something wrong, or I may need to improve in these areas. Let me go on and do that. <laughs> <laughs> <I> like that. <laughs> so, when it came to co-parenting with your uh-huh. daughter's mother, did you all have a discussion? Like, did you sit down and have a conversation about how you're going to do this?
1: Um. Honestly, I don't know that we had like a ton of discussion. I can only remember like one prominent. Uh, like conversation that we had right before my daughter had gotten here. So her and I didn't necessarily um, start to get along right before <clears throat> my daughter had gotten here and she'll get to the point where she just like avoids or don't want to talk or don't want to communicate or don't want to work through things. And that's the only time I told her, like, you know, when my, when our daughter gets here, like, that's not, that's not optional. Like, I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if you and I have bad days Um, but like when our daughter get here, we can make it completely about her, but I still need to be like, I need to be able to be a parent in that. And we need to figure out how to work together. Like put all of our stuff aside. We need to figure out how to, um, communicate specifically for her. Like I can't, I I just don't go into the approach of like loving my daughter with conditions. Like it, it depends on me and your mom is getting along, whether you and I are talking, like I'm. I'm not buying into that. And that's the tone I really want to say early on. Um, And like I said, my, my daughter's mother, I felt like I've never had that issue where she's, she does an excellent job communicating Um, even on days where, you know, she doesn't, I want to say she doesn't like me, but her job isn't to necessarily to check up on me either. Like there's times where, You know, I tell her to have, you know, I hope you have a good day today. Or I just want to let you know that I appreciate you as a mother. And I don't always get something back. Most times and not, I don't usually get a certain reply back. But that doesn't disrupt our ability to co-parent to each other because it's not her responsibility to tell me, have a good day. Or I appreciate you as a dad as well. Like, I just wanted to be able to communicate because our job is to love our daughter unconditionally. So.
0: So communication is key.
1: Man man man
0: well, yeah and it it has to be it has to be a buy in from both absolutely because cuz one i was going to ask like did it feel like you was like pulling teeth at the beginning
1: it felt like i was pulling teeth at the beginning when i didn't make it about my daughter for sure like when i was making it about like who like i felt like i'm showing all this appreciation towards you and i'm not getting in return or like, when, it's, when I started to have my own agenda outside of my daughter, I feel like that's when it was tough.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and her as well. You know, her as well. Like, when she had, like, a certain agenda of how she felt like I should be doing things. But once we both let go of that and felt like, you know, Nori, who's my the name of my daughter, Nori is the center of, like, this whole entire equation. And we just need to do the best job we can to make sure – uh, you know she's getting the best out of both of us i once we let go of our own agendas, it worked I'm telling you it worked so much it was so much smoother. Wow
0: <laughs> I'm over here like am <laughs> I checking myself like let me let me check myself, <laughs> but I it's... think the communication part is like some of us communicate better than others
1: mm-hmm.
0: and sometimes that don't sit well with people. So it's all, they shut down. But mm-hmm. from what you're saying is like, no, we, she communicates cause she know how to communicate. This is why mm-hmm. it was a shock to me that she stopped or was shut down. But, oh my God. Yeah. Communication. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I the thought of, okay, this is not even about us. And mm-hmm. we, we just need to make a decision to, this we have a kid together right we're not together but we have a kid together and we don't have Mm to figure this out Mm -hmm. um that's really good
1: i think it took her a moment to believe that as well like i i feel uh, something that was helpful is to see i there are so many different women who don't have that experience and i think sometimes we get into this uh relationship thinking like what's what's going to be different about you and i think me consist cuz she like i said it wasn't always easy in the beginning when Megan and mm-hmm. i communicating but i feel like over time when she saw that i'm consistently doing this for my kid like i don't i i'm not fight there are times where Megan will communicate to, with me and tell me like you know you're going to have to talk to Nori earlier today cuz i got to go out to dinner i'm not asking her you know, like <laughs> who you going out to dinner with? Or like, why are you making me to like, I didn't make that a thing. I just, you know, okay. Like she communicated. Um, she still did from her perspective, her, her role as far as like making sure that I'm um, present in my daughter's life didn't keep me out the loop. You know, I feel like she was on the same. So I, I don't have the, the right to ask her, what is she, like who is she going out to dinner with or Why are you making me, why are you changing things up? Or like, it didn't, that, that's not that's not my job, but I think doing that over time, not questioning what she's doing, and showing her like this is about my kid. That is that's genuinely all I care about. I mm-hmm. I think she slowly started to like really, 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 really buy in as well.
0: Were you all in a committed relationship before you had your baby?
1: So we weren't, and I think that's what that's <laughs> that is kind of one of the reasons why I was very nervous at the beginning because we weren't really together and it was one of those situations where we weren't together, but we were still messing around. Um, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden now, Oh shoot, we got to figure out how to work together. And we not really together like that. Uh-huh. Um, so I feel like there was things that lingered from like just that relationship to like figuring out how to be co-parents with one another. And it was, I'm telling you, it was rough in the beginning. Like Megan, there are times where, I mean, she didn't want to, she didn't talk to me for the first few months as far as like in, in exchanges, like if she would drop my daughter off or I would come pick my daughter up, like she didn't want to talk to me. She didn't want to look at me. I didn't want to look at her. We didn't want to like, we didn't know how to do this. This is new for both of us. We still got animosity that um, was just lingering from, you know, our previous relationship before our daughter came into the picture. So, we didn't, we really weren't found of each other, but I will tell you, like, when you, I think the thing that helped me, I can't speak for Megan, but I think the thing that helped me was that once you have something, someone you love so much, speaking of my daughter, she loves her mom so much, you find different, (laughs) when I love my daughter unconditionally, I I tend to love the things that she loves. Like she teach me how to, she taught me how to be uncomfortable. Like, if you love your mom, I have to also figure out how to cherish the things that you love, even if you you, you know me and your mom didn't necessarily get along before you got here. And I feel like mm-hmm. my daughter taught me that as well. It's like, I don't love her with conditions, and and I love her to everything that is within me. So to see her love her mom every day, her mom is the one that wakes up with her every day and her mom is the one to make sure she eats and gets her to school and take naps and her mom's doing all that. So, and she loves her. I see my kid genuinely loves her mom. So I have to figure out how do I also love what you love, you know, to my best ability because you care about that. So I feel like that is what changed for me. I don't know about, like I said, I don't know about her mother, but I know that's what changed for me and i didn't care whether her mom gave me that in return that was important for me for my daughter to see me care about her mom and
0: honor
1: her absolutely how do you do that um oh how do i like honor her mom like what are some of the things that i do yeah Yeah. Um, i i try to do like i know words of affirmation it's not her thing But I do let her mom know, like, I absolutely appreciate you, even when I don't uh, necessarily want to all the time. Like me, when I FaceTime my daughter, I don't necessarily see her mom. But there was one time even recently that I called my daughter, but she was taking a nap. But her mom answered on FaceTime and we don't really look at each other that much on FaceTime. But I just took that opportunity to let you know you know i've let her know that you know megan it doesn't bother me that i'm looking at you right now i want you to know that you have changed my perspective of like who you are because like watching you be a mom i appreciate you and i need to let you know i appreciate you so i always do words of affirmation but another big thing i do is just like on like the holidays or birthdays i make sure I give her something until Nori can understand how to like get stuff for her mom. But I want to start those, um, those traditions early of just like make sure I'm buying her flowers on Valentine's day. I mean, obviously that might change when both of us get into a relationship. Maybe, maybe I haven't gotten, (laughs) gotten that far yet, (laughs) but like on mother's day and on her birthday and on Christmas, I make sure that she gets a gift, but I specifically write it for my daughter just because um, I just want her to know that like, I, we both appreciate her. She, I mean, she does so much and I wanted her to know that, um, you know, we appreciate her. So when I'm in town, uh, cause I go to, I, I told you the introduction earlier was talking about, uh, me being in Indiana. So I'm a, a virtual dad right now, but when I'm in town, like it's all me, like, mm-hmm. she don't got to worry about anything. Diapers isn't like, everything is me. The same thing she does when I'm, gone like she does all of that there's no expectation of megan doing anything when i'm in town like go do your stuff get your nails done go out do all the stuff you can't do because you need a break like um uh, i make sure that she gets that and if she will wa- obviously she wants to like see nori and stuff while i'm in town she can do that but like i want her to be like have that freedom and have a break she needs a break she's doing I'm not asking her, you know, make sure that you pack her diapers and make sure you send her food like no, that's my job. Like that's my all of that is my job. So I mm. I feel like that's probably the ways that I try to be very intentional to show her that um that I appreciate her. Yeah.
0: It's interesting because growing up in a single parent home, it was like normal, right? Yeah. Yep. It was normal. And for you it took you helping other women to actually get another perspective Mm -hmm. like wait this is this is normal but wait i mean Mm -hmm. i could kind of change how it's been for me like Mm -hmm. break these generational curses and be more involved in my kids life Mm -hmm. and i think that's very interesting it's like we live this but then it takes other things to happen for us to be like oh wait a minute hmm. This is not OK. Um, how do you think your daughter would benefit
1: from your approach to co-parenting? Oh, uh, man. You know, I, again, there's so much that I've learned in counseling. It's like you said, so much of our clients have taught um, us things as well. And I the number of times I've had clients come in and tell me. The root of like the way that they think or the way they are are like a result of what they experience in their uh between their parents. I try to just, you know, provide my daughter a space where she's like unconditionally loved, unconditionally supported. Um, she doesn't have a lot of like there's not a lot of toxicity. Oh, I don't even know how to say that word there's yeah, not a toxic 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 help you out, but you know <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, and I hope that just benefits her, man. There's so many, um, I feel like young women in particular that, that battle things that men don't have to go through as far as just like, um, society standard of like what beauty means society standard, of what beauty means for a young, um, black women, um, there's there's so there's so much that i feel like women have to go through that men don't and vice versa but Mm
0: -hmm. i
1: want to be able to let my daughter know that one i love her unconditionally but two like she's enough Uh, um she's worth it i want to show her the model of uh what a good male is supposed to look like so when she gets older and she does uh, get to that point in her life where she starts dating and finding men. Like she has a good model of what that's supposed to look like um, mm-hmm. and how you're supposed to be treated and how you're supposed to be supported. That's, that's super important to me. Uh, and I, I see so many young women try to f- find their version of like what they miss when they grew up in a father figure and try to find it in mm-hmm. the wrong ways. and men. so I'm hoping that I can kind of curb that with the way that I raised my daughter, um, so she can be self-sufficient, love herself um, to her best ability, find a good partner, um, you know, aspects like that.
0: What suggestions do you have for men who may be struggling with co-parenting mm-hmm. or just don't want to do it? Like, what would you say?
1: <sighs> um... Honestly, ooh, this is, it's going to be a bias. It's going to be a biased answer, but I think <laughs> because we, we're, we're both in this field, right? Like I think counseling is so important and I know it's a big stigma barrier when it comes to men going to counseling, but mm-hmm. just to be in a space where you have someone making you look at yourself and um, maybe point out patterns and thoughts and things that, May be a disruption to your life. I feel like, you know, understanding yourself first, understanding areas where you're weak, understanding yourself when you're imperfect or uh, may unconsciously damage someone else. Like, I just, there's so many benefits in spending time with yourself and getting to know yourself. And like I said, it's not, it's not comfortable. It's, It's actually very uncomfortable, but. Um, I want to be the best version of myself for the people around us. And I think that priority might be different for just everyone else. But for me personally, I want to be the best version of myself. And I know that's an uncomfortable process and it is a lot of looking at myself, but the people in my life that I really, really love benefit from me doing that self work. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's still work that I have to do, but that, that would, honestly, that would be my first step is really, finding someone if it's not a counselor man maybe someone that you really really trust that will tell you the truth about what they see in you so you can begin to start doing that self-work but that's that's what i would advise
0: yeah i think one of the big things especially with black men some Mm -hmm. of them is Mm -hmm. to understand that they are important Mm -hmm. like their roles as fathers as brothers as cousins like I mean, the world is beating them up left and right, but like Mm
1: -hmm. they're so
0: important. Like, I can never be my daughter's father. Right. I really have a a problem with people saying happy Father's Day to me or to any Mm -hmm. woman because Mm -hmm. I can never feel that void. It's too big of a burden to feel. Right. Because the love of a father is very different from the mm-hmm. love of a mother. We're not I mean, and I and I don't like the fact that people don't think men are nurturers mm. because they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If they allow themselves to be. Absolutely. So uh, their role is so important like to be loved by your father mm. is is unmatched. So I agree with you. Counseling is really good. I mean, yeah. yes, we are clinicians. <laughs> we are but I really I see men and I'm just like man I really wish you could see your potential I really wish you knew who you are and whose you are Mm -hmm. so and it's funny because I was watching the breakfast club the other day and I seen Wale This is my first time seeing him interview, but I see his pain and he verbalizes it. But he don't trust anybody, so and that trickles down into parenthood. If he ever decides to have, I mean, kids, but like (sighs) to be free, to heal. Absolutely, it's hard, but it's so rewarding. I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Every time, I mean, we talk all the t- we talk and we talk long.
1: Yeah, gonna uh-huh.
0: be real deep. So I appreciate you coming to talk about this. Um, it's very different from my situation, yeah. and I think that's why I admire it so much. Wow. Um, instead of being bitter or annoyed, it's like no, like this really do
1: exist,
0: and that mm-hmm. makes me
1: happy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I do have that. another question, though.
1: Nope. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just playing. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> would you have more children?
1: Ooh, I definitely, I definitely want uh, more kids. I would prefer to be married, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm open to have having a. You know, having more kids. I love being a dad. Like that's one of the best titles that. That is the best title that I've ever earned. So, um, yeah, I would definitely be open.
0: We got founder, president, future (laughs) doctor, dad, brother, like, (laughs) all the titles, and that is the most. Yeah, that is
1: the one. That is the one. That's the game changer. That's. I've learned so much from my kid.
0: Yeah, and I, I I'm almost certain that, and you said it in so many words. It taught you how to be a different person too, mm-hmm. and continue to be. Mm-hmm. What is something she has taught you?
1: I think the biggest thing is really try to really what it means to be loved unconditionally. I I know I said that earlier, but like I remember. My mom, I thought my mom had taught me how to love unconditionally. And she, she has. I have an amazing mom. She's taught me how to love unconditionally. But like to actually experience and have to do the work for myself with somebody, like I said, things that linger from, um, issues that linger from the previous relationship before my daughter had actually come into this world. Like, I had to learn how to love this person. Because this person is taking care of something that I, or something, someone that I absolutely love. So I think mm-hmm. my daughter has really, 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 really taught me that. Um, man, I've had to learn how to be patient. Oh, <laughs> um, not that I not that I don't feel like I wasn't patient, but like my daughter's taught me patience. But I think more above everything else, my daughter's really taught me how to love unconditionally and what it really means to love someone unconditionally.
0: Which is a great lesson because some people are hard to love.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Some people are really hard to love especially when they're rejecting you or being disrespectful like people are really hard to love
1: sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you love you think that you can love people unconditionally but like when my daughter got here my thought was there there's nothing she can do and I'm confident in saying that. And I think sometimes people get into relationships when it's like you know, I can love this person up to this point if they were to do this. But I think once you make a decision to love someone, when you up there and you're saying these vows like I'm in, I'm in all in every aspect I'm in. And when things go wrong, I'm gonna at least do my part to make sure things are right. That's how I feel about my daughter. There is nothing that she can do. There's nothing that she can do that's going to uh dictate how much i love her nothing i can say that with the everything that is in me from now until the time that she is gone there's nothing that she can absolutely do or say that's going to determine whether i love her or not and so Mm -hmm. again that is something that i feel like she's really 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 taught me
0: that's really good. And that's my daughter taught me how to soften up a little bit
1: because mm.
0: I'm I'm not a crier mm-hmm. and she is she's very sensitive. I'm sensitive too, but like she's a, it's very different. Yeah. So I had to learn how to be quiet and not be the fixer and just let her cry.
1: Wow. I you
0: me that. It's it's very it it started off being uncomfortable, but then it was like. What you so uncomfortable about? (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't have the space to do what I give my daughter. Wow. So when we're talking about parenthood, it's just like Uh we're trying to some of us try to undo some of the things that we experience. Yeah. And it's rough in the beginning, but it's just like, wait, I wish somebody would would have did this. Um, (laughs) So For real. we are gonna have to bring you back. I got nah. other
1: topics. <laughs> don't gas me now, shoot. <laughs> don't gas. I got me. other
0: topics that uh-huh. might be, you know, your sauce on it. You know, maybe uh-huh. you don't not don't ignore my sex or call So,
1: oh, you crazy. Hey, as long as it's a topic I'm passionate about, don't be getting me talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not for the airways, huh?
1: you right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some stuff we <laughs> really do just talk behind closed doors. We can't put everything out there
0: <laughs> for sure. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. I
1: appreciate it, Z. You too. All
0: right, all right. Bye, bye.
1: I'll talk to you later.
0: All right, all right, bye. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Candid Conversations with Dr. Zenobia. I hope you took something from this episode. Please subscribe to my podcast, share on all your social media platforms and share with your family and friends. If you have any questions, feel free to email me or DM me and I may answer on a future episode of this podcast.
1: Thank you.